to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, welcome all you last geners, all the last gen fam, to another episode of the Last Gen Podcast. My name is Alex Iaquinto. On behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, grab a cup, grab a drink, grab a bottle of water, grab a a coffee, grab a mug, because we're going to get started. It's great to be back on with you guys. Um, I, I love recording episodes for you guys. I, I, I really do imagine a lot of the times. It's like, you know, I've said this a lot of the times. Just just imagine that it's me and you in the car. But apparently I got some feedback that that was a little bit too creepy. So imagine, if you will, that it's me and you in a neutral public location. Where many people and uh, chaperones are there. <laughs> For some reason, people are like, that's creepy. Um, I really do try my best to make these very conversational. You know, I never I never want to... Uh, I'll put it like this. Some of the best preaching advice I ever got was from my uncle. And uh, I called him up one day because I was just newly taking... Well, not taking a youth group, but starting a youth group from scratch. Um and I had my first like couple services and I was like, man, I was like, uncle Ted, uh, this isn't going well. Like, like the preaching is, it's just weird. And he said, uh, well, um, how many, uh, how many people are in the room? You know? And I said, well, it's like, you know, it's like 10 kids to start off with, which is what we had at the beginning. Um, and then he said, well, how big's the room? And I said, well, it it can ba- barely fit 10 kids. So he's like, so it's a small room with 10 kids. And and he said, so how are you preaching? And I go, well, just like, you know, you've heard me preach before just like that. And he said, well, there's your problem. You you can't you can't get up and preach to a room of 10 like you would to a mass crusade. It's like he said he said like it would be weird if you got up in front of like a, a half circle of kids, nine or ten kids, and got up on the on the stage and goes, Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. It's like, okay, you know, chill it, chill it. You know, and I'm all for hard preaching and stuff like that. And I'm all for for you know, like that's you know but it gets weird when you're it's just not the setting. It's just not the setting. So I try my best not to um, to either both speak over people's heads with useless knowledge that nobody's going to use. I try to be as practical as I can, but I also try to be as, uh, you know, like, not gentle, but like conversational as I can. Because as much as I love hard preaching, it's weird to get on a podcast, to get on someone's podcast and them to be get, like giving like Pentecost. It's like you. I know you're in your car by yourself, dude. Like, okay, you're not. So that's just my little preamble. I'm trying to make them as conversational as possible. 
So right now, it's just me and you chilling. I'm sharing some thoughts that I think will greatly help you in life. There it is. From the word of God, we're just going to chill. Imagine there's a fireplace. Well, it's summer. Imagine there's a campfire. It's crackling. Maybe we should do that. Should we have like a whole segment? Should we do like a midweek podcast where it's like, um, it's a, it's like fireside chats with Alex and we could put like a little sound effect crackling, some fire crackling in the background and it's a lot less formal, which I don't know how you can get a lot less formal than, than what we do here, but I bet I could do it. I've been thinking a lot, a lot like that recently, like we should do a midweek, but okay. So today, today I will say, I want to get into it pretty quickly. Um, today I'm going to be teaching, um, and sharing some thoughts on this topic that I think will, uh, will help you a lot. And I think it's being, it's, it's a confusing topic to young people and uh, it's something that young people struggle with a lot. So we're going to clear up some stuff and then at the end, at the end, I'm making a pretty huge announcement um, that I want you to be a part of. It's something new that The Last Gen is doing that we've not done before, and I'm very excited for it. Um, I just felt to do it, and I think it would be a great idea, and I think I'm going to have fun with it. You're going to have fun with it. It's going to be a great time, but stick on to the end for that announcement. I'm excited. I want to jump into it today. Um... The title being something like this. I mean, you already see the title, but the title, this is the thought. How the Lord taught me about sowing and reaping. How the Lord taught me about sowing and reaping. I'm going to tell a couple stories, a couple testimonies in this podcast because, you know, I could I could preach to you all I want and teach to you all I want, but stories um, and testimonies are what's going to Um, make it real to you. It's been proven, and it's just very true. You ask any great communicator, any great um, preacher, any great speaker, any great public speaker, they're all good storytellers. And the reason is, is because they found, studies show that humans retain stories like, I don't know the actual figure, but it's like hundreds of times better than they do information. So I could give you information all the time, but if there's no story to connect it to, and it's not some fairy tale, it happened to me. It this will stick with you forever, and I hope it does, because this is this is a topic that I think number one needs to be you need to tap into the revelation. But once you tap into it, just like um, anything with God, you don't just tap into it and now you know it. It's not like a level on a video game where you like okay, I've unlocked that that piece of armor that that gun or whatever it's not just fully unlocked and then then you just use it it's something that has to be cultivated something that has to be um practiced so i want to tell you um a little bit about how god taught me about the the law of sowing and reaping financial sowing seed and reaping the harvest sowing and reaping um, I guess to start off, if you don't know what that term means, um, I know I'm dealing with a lot of young people here. If you do, that's great, but I'm just going to take a, two seconds to explain it. Sowing and reaping. What does it mean? Well, sowing in, in the uh, 
literal sense literally means planting seeds in the ground. And the term reaping means um, harvesting the harvest. It's getting the harvest out of the ground. So you're planting seeds and you're harvesting, sowing and reaping. That's a, that's a law in nature. But not only is it a, a natural law, but God implemented it as a supernatural law. What a man sows, that shall he also reap. Sowing and reaping. If you've ever heard the term, you reap what you sow, a lot of the times people make that out and they take the negative side of it. Someone gets fired from work. Oh, well, you reap what you sow. She was a jerk to her, to her coworkers. Or like something bad happens to someone. Oh, you reap what you sow. But you hardly ever hear about it in the world, in the good aspect of it. Did you know that you can actually sow good seeds and reap a good harvest? And I'm not going to be touching on, you know, everything you do is a seed. That's, that's what you have to understand. I know my uncle really pounded that into his youth group when he was a youth pastor because it's important. Understand that everything you do and everything you say and everything you give and everything you, literally every aspect of your life is a seed waiting for a harvest. Everything you say to your friends, that's a seed. Everything you say to your mother, that's a seed. It'll eventually produce a harvest. And understand this, that seed reproduces after its own kind. What does that mean? You're not going to plant an apple seed and expect a peach tree. You're not going to plant um, kale seeds and expect marijuana to grow. A seed reproduces after... I don't know why I use marijuana, but... You know, I'm not hinting at anything, but... You know. A seed reproduces after its own kind. A financial seed produces a financial harvest. I know pre- people have a problem with that. People give... And this is, this is what I, I want this podcast to do. I want it to... I want it to break more things than I want it to build. I want, I want this podcast to break some stupid American um, mindsets that really, I, listen, I'm not bashing you because it's not your fault that you have them. Growing up in modern American church, you're bound to have these mindsets that are not biblical. I want it to break those mindsets that aren't biblical and that are holding you back from God's best. Number one, you hear it all the time. You know, uh, I give, but whether I re- whether we receive anything or not, I'm just happy to give. We don't give to get, amen? I feel like telling people, and I've told someone that. Like, we don't give to get. Do you pray? Yeah. Well, why do you pray? Do, do you pray expecting God to answer you? Yeah. Well, I give expecting God to multiply it, sowing and reaping. It's something that goes unchanged. You will always, whether, whether it's good or bad, that law will always work, whether you like it or not, just like gravity. If I don't like the outcome, it doesn't change the fact that gravity works. You sow seed, you'll reap a harvest. So I want to tell you some stories, and I want to give you some stories from the Bible. I hate that. I really hate that. For some reason, at random times, my car just starts playing whatever's on the radio. It scares the crap out of me sometimes. Um, I want to share with you some stories that'll, that'll, that'll show you some biblical truths, if you will. I'm going to 
which I hate when people <laughs> use that term. It's like a, you know, relevant youth pastors will always get on their bar stool with their headset mic and their soy latte and say, hey, bro, just want to share with you some truth today. <laughs> um, but I, w- I, want, I want these stories to illustrate to you some, some principles of scripture. And I'll have scripture to back it up. I've got a mul- multitude of, of scriptures in mind, but they'll just come along as I tell the stories. You know, I'd always grown up. I grew up in a Christian household. I understood the concept of tithing, you know, I understood it, but I never understood it. The way I thought about it was it's something that you have to do, which it is, but I was never taught the reward side of it. I was always taught, you know, whether it be the church that I went to, it was just, if it were, if it was taught, because it it wasn't even talked about, but it was always just the obligation side. And I understood what tithing was. I thought, oh, that's a good thing to tithe. I should tithe. But I never understood that there's a reward side to it. So I, I remember the, very distinctly the first time I ever gave a, like an offering. Your tithe is 10% of your, your gross income. But offering is anything above that. Free will. Something that you give of your own accord. Tithe, there's no negotiation, free will offering. You hear from the Lord what, what he want you, wants you to give and you give it. But I remember distinctly because of that not growing up and hearing about offerings at all, hearing about prosperity at all, I remember distinctly the couple first times that I gave. And it's almost like back then, you know, they, they talk about like childlike faith and it's so true. When someone tells you something and tells you something's going to happen, you expect it to happen. So I've probably told this story on the podcast, but this is this is probably the the story that impacted me the greatest in the uh, in the aspect of finance finances and sowing and reaping. I remember one of the first couple times that I sowed a seed. I sowed a large seed, but a seed of any kind for that matter. I remember it was twenty twenty. It was 2020 in August, end of July, early August, August. It was July 31st. It was the last night of Uproar Conference. I've been going to Uproar Conference since 2015, 2014 maybe. It's where I got saved, where I got filled with the Holy Ghost, where I got called into the ministry. A lot of testimonies from that conference. But I remember the last night my uncle had just preached and they took up, they always take up an offering in the last night. And I remember it was a powerful service. I don't remember um, necessarily this night because of the service. I remember it because of the offering. So I remember the service was powerful. I mean, God moved. It was was very powerful. But I remember it came time for the offering. And uh, they were talking about it. You know, they were just taking up an offering. It wasn't very special. It was just an offering. And I remember he said, ask the Lord what he would have you give. Ask the Lord what he would have you give. Pray about it. And so I did what I was told. You know, the service was coming to end. He said, all right, I want you to pray and ask the Lord. And whatever he tells you to give, give it. And, uh, you know, they play out with one song. So the song's playing and I'm asking the Lord, Lord, what would you have me give? What would you have me give? And back then I was, what was I? I was 16, 
just turned 16. So, I mean, money was, you know, like, money to me now is not what it was back then. I mean, like, $100 back then was a lot. Now it's, you know, nothing. So, I remember asking the Lord, and when when you gave, it was one of those tickers, right? It was one of those uh, wheels. You had to start spinning the wheel. Like, it would go up by increments. I think it was like increments of 10 or, or, or 15 or, or whatever, 25. And I started scrolling the wheel, asking the Lord, what would you have me give? What would you have me give? I started scrolling 25, 50, 75. And at 75, I thought, oh, that would be a good thing to give, $75. You know, it's like almost 100. But I heard the Lord say, no, keep going. I said, all right, you want me to give 100? I ticked it to 100. Tick, tick, tick. And he said, no, keep going. I thought, oh, okay, all right. Well, I mean, 100, that would be a lot, but I keep going. 125, 150. I was like, oh, Lord, he's going to have me give 150. When I drop this in the offering plate, good God, there's going to be a revival. But I heard the Lord say, no, keep going. I was confused at this point. Because that was a lot of money to me, 150. So I keep going, 175, 200, 225. Now I'm getting nervous, 250. And I'm like, surely at 250, this is it. This is what, what I'm to sow. Lord said, keep going. I kept scrolling until I hit tick, 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 300. And as soon as I hit 300, I knew immediately that is what you'll have to sow. And God said, give it. And I kid you not, guys, I'm telling you the truth. Like, I don't exaggerate stories like this. Number one, because I hate when people exaggerate stories because I, you know, you can spot that from a mile away when people exaggerate stories. I'm not exaggerating. But I started filling out my credit card information and I went to the service has, had ended. People are already leaving. I clicked give, right? Give now. It did the little wheel processed. All right. Thank you for your donation. So service ended, grabbed my Bible. I went out to the side. We were going into the back room. My uncle had just finished preaching. As I'm walking to the back room or the pastor's office, um, some, some guy just stopped me along the way. And I, like, granted, I didn't know this guy at the time. Like, I did not know this guy. I know him now. I know who he is now. But I didn't know him at the time. I thought this, this is some random guy. Never met him before. He looked pretty young. He looked like 20, 22, 25 tops. He said, hey, um, can I see you in this room? And I was like, uh, sure. So he, I, I walk into the room. I remember I was sweating. I was like nervous. I was like, what is going on? I thought he was a pastor. I thought he was like on staff or something. Come to find out he was not on staff at all. It still is not. Um, he might be now. I don't know. But he's a good guy. Um, but he starts telling me, he starts talking and he starts talking about you know, some things that I um, was was thinking about, some decisions I had to make, and he started clearing some stuff up almost like it was prophetic. He was giving almost prophetic words about something he shouldn't have known about and encouraging me. And I thought, oh, okay, this is, you know, this is encouraging. You know, I'm glad he pulled me aside. But after he had done, you know, he was done talking about that, he said, hey, and Alex, you know what? Um, the real reason I have you here is because me and my wife... And his wife stepped into the room. And they had been married for two weeks at this time. 
two weeks, like literally two weeks, just gotten married. They're like early 20s. And he said, me and my wife really felt to sow this to you. It was a check for $900. I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. It was not three minutes earlier that the Lord had spoken to me to sow $300, which I thought was insane. I thought it was crazy. $300 was huge to me. Why did the Lord speak to me to give that? Because he knew he was preparing me seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest. When you sow a seed, you should always expect a harvest. Why? Because that's how God works. Sowing a seed without expecting a harvest is like saying, you know, I pray and ask God for things, but I don't expect him to do it. It says more about, you know, what your relationship to God is. It shows that you don't believe who he says he is. Lord, I know you said that you'll actually, you know, when I give, you'll, you'll uh, open the windows of heaven and pour, pour out a blessing. But whether you do that or not, I, you know, what do you mean whether I do that or not? He's not a liar. So you might as well take him at his word. That changed me forever. Because it was the quickest return on a seed that I'd ever even heard of. Many of you know the, the, the next part. I was so pumped up. I was like, good Lord, I've never seen this before. $300 to $900. Now, if it ended like that, I would have been happy. But the next morning was the actual Sunday morning church service. Same thing happened. Offering was being taken, then the service was ended. I felt to do, I went back right on the website. I felt to start scrolling. 25, 50, 75. Lord said, keep going. At 100, then I heard him give. So at 100, I gave. I kid you not, I literally click, click give. The little wheel spin, spun again, and it said, thank you for your donation. As the service is ending, I click that. As the service, people are walking out. A man from across the room that I had only seen, I know him now. He's he, he's, he works for Miracle Word. It was Zach Ramsey. I didn't know that at the time. Like, I had no clue who this dude was. He walked across the sanctuary. And as he's walking across the sanctuary, he kind of, not, he's not even making eye contact toward me, but he's walking past me. I'm in the front row. He's walking past me towards the doors on the side. And as he passes me, he gets close. He, t he's taken off his Apple watch. He puts it on my chest. He grabs, he reaches into his pocket, grabs a Louis Vuitton Apple Watch band and another Apple Watch band that was custom leather and gave it to me. And I'm just like holding this like what, you know, he just threw it on my chest and kept walking. Didn't break stride. So I was, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? I don't know you. What you just instantly the Lord multiplied seed you have to understand that about god that when he asks you to sow something it's not to get you to part from it it's to bless you sowing and reaping sowing and reaping this is this story is really how the lord taught me about it so i feel like as i'm gone go, i've gone through my life one of the things that i can say that i have been very good at and this isn't to brag but one of the things that I can say that I do well in 
an area in which I, I think I excel um, just because the Lord has taught me so much about it is when the Lord speaks to me to give, I give. I've, I've trained myself very well. When the Lord speaks to me to give, I give no matter what amount he speaks to me to give. I remember the, the, the moment that he um, leveled me up to give into $1,000. It was huge for me. But as soon as I felt in my spirit, the next, within 30 minutes, it was out of my bank account. You know, I've, I've, I've texted, you know, I've texted my parents because they, they used, like, they were in charge of this account and this account, whatever. And I'd say, hey, transfer this to this. Why? I'm going to give it. And they, they're just, okay. <laughs> but the only time I've ever delayed on a seed is when I've had to transfer it from one account to another. Why? Because God's teaching me. He's taught me. When I've asked you to sow something, it's not because I want to see you have less. It's because I have a greater harvest in mind. You know, I remember, and the Lord, now understand something about this. I want this to apply to your life. I want you to ask the Lord to help you in this area because he'll speak to you about seeds. Like once you make yourself open I think it's funny that people always say, I can't hear the voice of God. Tell the Lord, I'll give anything you ask me right now. You'll hear the voice of God. I guarantee it and mean it, mean it. You, no longer will you struggle hearing the voice of God. It will be instantaneous. Same thing about conviction. Lord, show me anything. If you're in sin, show me anything in my life that's sinful. Bam. It'll come right to mind. That's the Lord speaking. But when the Lord asks you to give something... I want you to start making this a practice and start practicing it. This is a skill. Just like hearing the voice of God, this is a skill. Your willingness to obey when he speaks. Your willingness to give when he says to give. I remember this was a recent one. I had just, it was my, just my birthday, March, this, this past March, a couple months ago. I was in Fitchburg, Massachusetts, the only real specific thing that I had asked for was this um, expensive necklace. You know, it wasn't like super expensive, but it wasn't cheap. Um, you know, and I had really liked it. It was it was super cool. You know, and I was like, dang, I, this is probably the, the only thing that I really specifically asked for. And I was wearing it around my neck in church service, which I've I've pretty much learned. If you're gonna take anything to a Pentecostal church service where God's moving, you better be willing to lose it, brother. Not because people will steal it, but because the Lord might speak to you to give it. I remember. I was, uh, the service had ended, man. Like, it wasn't like during offering time. The service had ended. I was about to leave. Like, I had my camera bag. I was, like, ready to go to the back room and eat or whatever. And from across the room, I just, you know, I just, like, got an inkling. It wasn't even like, it doesn't have to be profound. Like understand this. When God speaks, be the person that's able to hear the still small voice of God. He doesn't have to give booming instruction to me. If I think, if I even think I hear from him, it's done. So I got this inkling just like an, it wasn't, it wasn't strong, but I just got this feeling. Take off your necklace and give it to the youth pastor. 
So I was like, for like two seconds, I tried to fight it. I was like, Lord, I just got this. This was like the only, and then, you know, I was like, I was like, no, that wasn't the Lord. And I was like, I just thought like, I would rather go down giving everything I have because I thought the Lord spoke to me rather than keeping everything and hoarding it because I wanted to be sure. And I, and I brushed off the voice of God. I reasoned it out with my mind. So I, I walked up to the youth pastor, took off the necklace, handed it to him, left. It doesn't have to take, like, a massive voice. If, if I even think the Lord speaks to me to give, it's, it's done. I had a really nice watch that my uncle and aunt gave me. It was, it, like, it was a nice watch, and I, I really liked it. Like, it was, it was, it looked great. It was exactly, like, it was my favorite look. It was a blue-faced watch. It had chronograph. I mean, it was, it was nice. I liked it a lot. I wore it a lot. I wore it like every day. I was at West Virginia camp meeting. That was a, a big financial giving week for me. I gave a lot. It came down to the, the time where I didn't have anything more to give, like in my bank account, literally. But I felt the, I, I was, I asked again, Lord, what would you have me give? The only thing I could think of was the watch on my wrist. That's the only thing. I felt crap. I've got to give it. Put it in the I put it in the offering envelope and I walked it up thinking, well, it was fun having a nice watch, but Lord spoke to me to give it. So I didn't, you know, I thought, all right, well, I'll just, you know, I'll just not wear a watch. You know, that's not, you know, it's not a huge deal. Lord spoke to me to give it, I'll give it. It's whatever. Just this, that was in May of 2021. In October, no, November of 2021, one of the Miracle Word partners came up to me. And that watch, you know, it wasn't like, when I say nice, I'm not saying it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was like, I think it was like 300 to $500 watch. You know, and it was nice. Like, it was quality. As I'm, um, November 2021. Months later, I wasn't doing anything. I was literally in the meeting, helping out my uncle. I had packed, again, packed up my camera bag. We were in Pennsylvania. I was, we were literally about to leave the service. A partner comes up from Miracle Word, and he just looks at me, and he starts laughing. And I'm like, bro, I was like, what are you, what are you laughing about? And as he's laughing, he takes off his watch, and he just gives it to me. And I don't know, I don't know watch as well. But I, I looked at it and I was like, crap, this is this has got to be nice. Like, it's got to be nice. I mean, it, it looks nice. I, I still have it to this day. I was so confused. I was like, what? Why? I was like, thank you. Wow. I was blown away. I didn't even know what it was. But I knew it was nice. I was blown away. And he told me, I bought this yesterday. I had sewed, I had sewed a watch like this. The Lord gave it back to me. I sewed that one. I just bought this one and now I'm sewing it to you. It was a thousand dollar, you know, plus watch. So what happened? I sewed that watch. Remember this, a seed always reproduces after its own kind. You sew a watch, you better watch out. Someone, a watch is coming back into your possession. When God speaks you to give, it's not so that you can go without. It's a seed that's going to reproduce 
after its own kind and become a harvest. And a seed never decreases. It's not like I sow a $1,000 watch and get a, a $250 watch. I sowed a $250 watch and got a $1,000 watch. And the time's going to come where I'm going to be wearing that in service and the Lord is going to speak to me, give it to that person, give it in the offering, give it to that person. I'm going to give it to him. And then a bigger, and then a, a, it's just how it works. Seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. I want to give you scripture for this. The, the theme today, I, and I, I know I don't have any points, but the theme today is being willing to sacrifice in a split second. Immediately. Understand this. Think about this. Genesis chapter 22, and this is reading about Abraham. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offering, offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and his son Isaac. And he cut wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to, to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place from, from afar. Then Abraham said to the young men, Stay here with the donkey. I and the boy will go over there and worship and come back to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac his son, and he took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they both, they, so they both of them, so they both, they went both of them together. That is a weirdly constructed sentence, but I'm not going to argue with the Holy Ghost. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, "My father," and he said, "Here I am, my son." And he said, "Behold the fire and the wood." But where is the lamb for burnt offering? Abraham said, God will provide for himself a lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went both of them, both of them together. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Think about this. This is crazy, man. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son. But an angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looking, behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. And that ended up being the offering. So understand what was happening here. Abraham lived such a life of obedience to God that in a split second, God could ask him for anything and it, and it was, it was done. Every, every time you see God ask Abraham to do something, it says, and immediately Abraham went, Abraham, go to the land that I will show you. And immediately Abraham went. And the only time it says that he delayed is this time. And he only delayed until the morning. Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and sacrifice him to me. And the next morning, Abraham went. Abraham was the kind of guy that he was willing at any moment to give up anything. Let me take you to the opposite of that. And this will really show you. 
This will really show you. It's a sad state to be in. But it happens all the time. And we hear this a lot as like a teaching against prosperity, this passage. But really, it's not. The rich young ruler, Mark 10, 17 through 27. So think about the contrast here. Abraham, in a split second, was willing to give his only son to God just because he asked. Didn't, it didn't take him. It didn't take him any consideration. If God spoke, it's done. There's nothing that Abraham possessed that God didn't have any rights to. As he was setting out on a journey, a man ran up to him and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? But Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these things from my youth. Looking at him, Jesus showed love to him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go and sell all your possessions and give to the poor. And then you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. But this is what happened. Look how sad this is. But he, the rich young ruler, was deeply dismayed by these words, and he went away grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Other translations, for his possessions were great. He went away grieving because his possessions were great. The rich young ruler realized that, you know, I think it was my uncle's grandfather who said this, It's not that the rich young ruler had money, but it's that the money had the rich young ruler. Is there anything in your life that you possess that if God spoke to you to give it up today would be a problem for you? Meaning this, do you own possessions or do your possessions own you? Do you have a a treasured possession that if God told you to give it right now, that it would be a problem for you? That you couldn't do or it would take you a lot of effort? The goal today is I don't want anything to own you. I want every single young person to grow up with with a, a knowledge and a passion. Not just an understanding that everything I have is God's anyways. If he speaks, it's done. No question. Not only an understanding of that, but understanding the motivation. Because God spoke to me, it's not, it's not for nothing. It's so that he can bless me. That's how God taught me about financial prosperity. Through, just like, he, just like it says, and God tested Abraham. You know, it's true that God doesn't put you to the test in that he doesn't tempt you. But he will test you and test to see where your faith is at. There are going to be times where God asks you to do things just to see what you'll do. Alex, give $1,000. And now he's waiting. Is he going to do it? Alex, give that watch. Alex, give that necklace. More recently, Alex, just bless this person with $100. Hundred dollars seems like nothing. I did it. Not only did I uh, 
uh, sale come out of that, which was unlikely, uh, something that wasn't going to happen. So, uh, like, $700 plus, right after that, within 30 minutes, someone that I've never met before, within me giving that $100, just to bless someone, to buy them breakfast for their family or whatever. Someone that I've never met before wired me $500. Never met him. Never met him. I mean, I mean, I mean, I met him, I've met him twice, but I, I've, I don't know, know him. I've met him. Is there anything that you own that actually owns you? That's a good question. Are you the type of person that God could speak to give something and you just instantly do it? Doesn't matter how much it is. You know what got me stirred up about this? The Lord recently, if you follow my um, personal account, the Lord recently spoke to me to go live and take up an offering for another minister. Now, first of all, I, that's something that I don't feel like doing in my flesh. I knew it was the Lord. He spoke to me when I was in the shower. But he said, you should be the first one to give. And I even said it on the live. I said, I'll be the first one to give 200. And then as I'm saying that, I said, no, the Lord just said 300. Up it. But we give an expectation, sowing and reaping, seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. Don't ever give without an expectation of return. Here's the scripture. Let me get the scripture. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Do not be deceived. God will not be mocked. What you sow, you will reap. Finances, it's going to be finances. Understand that. I want to get that in your spirit. And I'm going to ask, we're going to pray. I'm not taking up an offering. But at any time, if you do feel to give to this ministry, and by, by this ministry, I mean Miracle Word Ministries, I'll always have, that's always welcome. If it's, you know, I'll, I'll give it to you at the end so you, you guys can know. But this is in general. I want you to have this as, a, as just a theme in your life. That like Abraham, God could speak at any moment. And no matter what he speaks about, you know, because that, that draws the favor of God. He's up in heaven thinking, I like how every time I, I speak to him about something, he instantly, there's no, there's no delay. There's no, well, I can't afford. No, just instantly. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you with, for everything that you've blessed us with. We thank you that you've blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We thank you that you've blessed us with material, material blessings. We, we know that everything that we have is yours already. And Lord, so we make a commitment to you that whenever you ask us to give something, we'll give it. Lord, if there's anything that we have that really 
holds possession of us. Lord, we pray that you'd ask, we, we ask that you would soften our hearts to be able to give it up and to seek you first. Let us be the people that will quickly obey and quickly sow. And Lord, we know that when we sow by direct commandment from you, we will reap a hundredfold. We thank you. We give you all the praise. We thank you that this year is going to be a financial wonder in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I am going to turn on the AC. So I'm sorry if some noise is introduced here, but I, I can't do it anymore. AC's on. Amen. If you want to give to Miracle Word Ministries, if you want to give to The Last Gen, this is how you do it. MiracleWord.com slash give. Am I right about that? MiracleWord.com slash slash give. Let me see if this works. I should know this. Yep. MiracleWord.com slash give. It'll give you all the ways to give. Debit and credit card, PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, cryptocurrency, wire transfer, mail. The uh, Cash App is M dollar sign MWGive. Venmo is MWGive. It's pretty simple. Just go to MiracleWord.com slash give. Ask the Lord what he'd have you give and then obey it. I guarantee the same way that he quickly multiplied my seed, he'll quickly multiply your seed in Jesus' name. You'll have testimonies of God's blessing. By the way, that's the only way you can have testimonies. People always want to have testimonies, but they never want to have a sacrifice. Sacrifice is what leads to testimonies. Uncommon actions lead to testimonies. Not comfortable actions. If you sow comfortable seed, you're going to live in a comfortable, comfortably average. If you sow big seed, you have a big harvest. All right. I do want to make the announcement. All right. You guys have been waiting patiently for, you've known about this for about like 40 minutes. So let us announce it. Um, I'm going to announce it here, but I'm also going to announce it on the Instagram. Um, so stay tuned for it. Just basically, I'm going to announce it here, but seriously, stay tuned on the Instagram. That's where every all the details are going to be dropped, all of the um, the times and stuff. I'll let you know here, but the times and stuff and the, the details and how you get on, how do you be a part of it, all be on Instagram, the.last.gen on Instagram. If you don't have an Instagram, Make an Instagram and follow the last gen. That's all you have to do. You don't have to follow your grandma. You don't have to follow your mom. You don't have to follow your brother, your friends. Just follow the last gen on Instagram. And uh, you'll be up to date with everything we're doing. I want to announce, you know, I've always wanted um, this to be more than a podcast. And I know that I've been very busy um, in Houston so it's lately, for the past couple of weeks, we have just been doing the podcast and stuff. 
I haven't done as many reels as I'd like to do, as many lives as I'd like to do. We have done lives, as many um, interactive stuff as I'd like to do. But I thought to myself, and I really think it was the Lord um, prompting me, I, as school is getting out, um, people have a tendency that once they go on vacation, they go on vacation from God. And it's very easy in the summer, especially if you are you just got out of middle school or high school or even college, to start drifting away from the Lord because structure has left your life. Because you've got no structure. There's no school schedule. Therefore, there's no time you wake up. Therefore, there's no time you read your Bible or pray. And it's a very slow slip. But the main reason I wanted to strengthen the uh, community of believers in that are a part of the last gen. So I want to announce what I'm calling, very creatively dubbing the title, Friday Morning Bible Study. Friday Morning Bible Study. I thought that was that's a lame name, but it kind of has a ring to it. FMBS. No, let's let's not call it that. Let's just Friday Morning Bible Study. Every Friday morning, starting this Friday, this Friday, the 17th, Friday, June 17th, every Friday morning at 7 o'clock Eastern time, 7 o'clock New York City time, Eastern, um, East Coast time, we're going to have a Zoom call for one hour. 7 to 8 East Coast time, where we're going to be going through a portion of the Bible, and we're going to be talking about it. It's not just going to be me talking. I want it to be super interactive. So we're all going to jump on on Friday. We're all going to have our coffee. You know, I, I was actually getting excited about this because I, I look forward to stuff like this because this should never just be a podcast where once a week people check in and listen to it. I want, I want to hear from you. I want to see you grow. I want to actually see you um, expand in your knowledge of the Word. So every Friday morning at 7 o'clock East Coast time, 7 to 8 East Coast time a.m., we're getting on Zoom, and we're going to do Friday morning Bible study. It's not going to be intense. It's not going to be, you know, people say, well, 7 o'clock, that's early. Yes, it is. But it'll be good. Nine, 8 to 9 is too late because people are doing stuff at 9. 7 to 8. If you're on the fence about waking up early, let me help you. Wake up early. It's just on Fridays. We're going to be going through the Word of God. We're going to be going through situations. We're going to always be open for questions. And this is what I think will be super helpful. Life application. How do I apply the Bible to my life? How do I work through this situation? What do I do in this situation? This will, this will definitely provide a platform. You know, you should be a part of a local youth group, but this will be a lot like a youth group um, just online. It'll be a place where people can come, ask questions, learn about the Bible. I think it'll it'll just be fun in general. You know, I, I kind of did want to 
swing for a lame name like we I I pitched the idea the the uh, Summer Jesus Club because I thought what well, could be a very lame name that's kind of corny and ironic but let's stick with Friday morning Bible study the last gen pre- presents Friday morning Bible study starting this Friday. Now, I haven't put together this whole infrastructure. Really, it's going to be um, me jumping on. I know a lot of people that I know are going to jump on. Um, A lot of the last-gen family is going to be on. Wherever you are in the world, you can jump on. Um, We're going to be going through a a, a plan. So we're going to have... We're all going to be going through the same passage, the same scriptures, the same topic. Um, It's a lot like... About it, it literally is a Bible study if you've ever been a part of that. Um, but I find a lot of the times many people don't have a resource for a spirit filled Bible study because here's what I don't want it to be. Because a lot of the times people say, Oh, we're gonna have a Bible study, and what it becomes is a complaining sesh. It's not gonna be Alcoholics Anonymous for Christians. Well, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling. No, 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 it's not gonna be complaining. Life sucks here. No, no, no. This is going to be a place, and we're going to pray too, together. And it's not going to just be me praying. Yeah, I feel good about this in my spirit. This is going to be good. It's going to be a place where people can grow, where people can learn to to have a love for. If you ever learn to, if you ever struggle to read your Bible because you don't have a love for it, you I I want to want to read it, but I don't want to read it. Get around people that have a love for the Bible. It'll be contagious. If you don't have a love for praying, get around people who have a love for praying. It'll be contagious. So this Friday, June 17th, at 7 a.m. East Coast time. For me, it'll be 6 a.m. So if you think you're getting up early, believe me, brother, I'm going to be up earlier. I'm excited, though. I'm going to have my coffee. It's going to be good. I'll be sitting in the car watching the sun rise in Texas. And uh, it's going to be good to see you all again. Last time I saw you was the uh, was the Zoom call with Evangelist Preston. I didn't get to talk to every one of you. Um, but depending on, you know, if it's not going to be a huge crowd, then that's totally okay. But, you know, I believe it'll grow because people need a, people need a resource like this. And don't, you don't have to be prepared for anything this, this Friday. Literally, all you need when you jump on this Friday at 7 a.m. East Coast time is your Bible, notes, a pen, and just be in a distraction-free zone. That's literally it. You don't have to have read something. You don't have to have read this. You know, and, and we might um, go through, you know, we might say, all right, this week we're doing this, this, and this. This week we're, we're reading this, um, th- this many chapters, and we're going to go through this. And then I might assign like, you know, it's, it's not going to be a, a task thing. It's not going to be like extra school or summer school. It's going to be a place where people can come on and understand these people have my back. Whatever I'm going through, these people have my back. Because up until now, it's just been a podcast. And you, of course, you can write in. But I don't want it to be where you can just write in. I want it to be like a real community of young people. Now, let me tell you, there is an age cutoff. I want this to be young people. I haven't decided the age cutoff, but I'm go- I'm going to decide right now. 
it's going to be the age of 25. 25 and younger can be on. 25 and younger. Because I want this to be young people. A lot like a Bible, it's a, it's a youth, it's a youth section. It's the last gen. So, I'm excited for it. Again, this Friday, starting this Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 8 a.m. East Coast time, bring your Bible, bring a pen, bring a highlighter, and bring a notepad. That's it. Just get ready to chill. You know, another thing I think this will do um is it'll 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 provide at least some structure you know people go crazy over the summer even if they have a lot of fun people don't um have any like sort of structure and structure can sound like a bad thing and to me listen i know i know exactly how you feel but it it'll provide something where you wake up and you're going to be excited It'll kickstart your day and it'll give you some guidance throughout the week so you don't so you're not thinking, oh, I don't even know what I'm gonna read this week, and I'll just I guess I'll just point and shoot, flip to the Bible. It you know, it'll be good to keep me on track too. It's gonna be good. I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm gonna post more on Instagram, the.last.gen. Be looking for it, be ready. Um, and it's this Friday. And all the meeting, all the Zoom codes. Um, the Zoom ID and the meeting ID or whatever and the password are going to be all in Instagram. And I look forward to seeing you guys on for real. Friday morning Bible study. I'm very excited. Now, I'm very excited. Like I was excited before I announced it, but now I'm very excited. It's going to do a lot of things that I didn't even think about. But I'm looking forward to seeing you guys on for real. All right. I've taken up. There we go. There's my cue. They're they're playing the music. They're cueing me off. I'm getting I'm getting the uh the three two one countdown from the studio here. They're kicking me off the air. Alright, guys. I love you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Last Gen Podcast. Like I said, I'll see you this Friday at 7 a.m. East Coast time. In the meantime, if you have any questions, shoot them over to the.last.gen on Instagram. And that is where all the updates will be as far as podcasts, as far as live streams, as far as newly Friday morning Bible study and um, such like that. All right, guys, I love you. You guys have a great day and I'll talk to you again very soon.